Welcome to another episode of Airbnb with D. Today's episode is all about corporate leasing. So if you are someone that wants to obtain an apartment or property under your business, your LLC, rather than your personal name, this episode is for you. And what I love about this episode is it is something that's practical. So you can listen to this before you make a call to a um, apartment complex to inquire about a corporate lease agreement, or you can save this for later, put it in when you're going to sleep, and that way you wake up knowing everything you need to know. So stay tuned as I dive right in. I love corporate leasing. So let's get into the details. I got my first corporate lease agreement I was approved in 2019. So that makes five years now that I have been using a corporate lease model or method to obtain properties and even to live my own life. I'll go further into that, but this episode is just gonna be just what you need if you wanted more information about corporate leasing and to understand why it's a good job or a good selection for your Airbnb goals. So my first corporate lease agreement was for the purpose of Airbnb. If you remember back when Airbnbs, before the buzz began, so Airbnb first started in 2007. So I'm not saying when it first started, but I began hosting on Airbnb in 2018. And I did so out of my own apartment. It was an apartment that I had with my own name. I had lived there for two years. And then right before I moved to a new place, I'm like, well, shoot, I have six more months left on my lease. Why don't I just renew it and use this as an Airbnb? And it was a very successful Airbnb up until my nosy neighbors got involved, which is why when I began having issues with the neighbors, I said, okay, there has to be another way. So around 2019 is when I got my first corporate lease agreement. And again, I went in using that with the sole method of, hey, if my name is on a lease, if I just sign a lease as Devana, then yes, anyone that comes there and stays there that is not me, I am considered subleasing and they're not on the lease technically. So it would be against um, the apartment complex's guidelines and I could be evicted for that. But... If I signed under a business, there's more than one person that works in a business, right? So if I get a a lease agreement under my business, rather than Devana, I get it under one of my companies, either company, then that means that anyone that does business with my company, any employee, any guest, maybe we're having someone in to do a training, they could stay at that apartment without any interference from the complex or my neighbors. And I'll tell you this, when you're an Airbnb host, your number one issue is your neighbors. It's not really the apartment complex itself because if you're paying your rent and you know everyone has ring cameras now. Back when I first really started with Airbnb, anyone that had a ring camera, you're looking like, oh, that's an Airbnb host, that's an Airbnb. Now everyone has ring cameras and we look at the footage on TikTok to laugh and sometimes even catch criminals with it. So it's a little bit easier to get away with having an Airbnb if you're wanting to be discreet now. But again, this was back then. So there were dead giveaways. So, okay, if I'm going to have these things that are a dead giveaway, I need to make sure that I am on point. I need to make sure that I'm signing under my business. First, I need to find an apartment complex that accepts me signing under my business because not every apartment has that option. 
Not every apartment complex allows you to use your LLC to sign a lease agreement. And not every apartment complex has an open availability for corporate lease agreements by the time you ask. So just because a property allows corporate lease agreements, it doesn't mean that by the time you inquire, they won't already have maxed out the um, allotted slots for corporate lease agreements, if that makes sense. And I want to be transparent with you because one of the things that I hate, oh my gosh, and I do literally hate this, and so that's why I'm saying it. People will say, oh, I called the place that, that so-and-so said or that I saw online, and they said they don't do corporate lease. And, it, and it, that statement is such a robust statement in itself that someone not accepting it at the time and I I guarantee they didn't say we don't do corporate lease unless they say we don't accept corporate lease agreements and if they say they don't do corporate lease I'm telling you right now you're not speaking to the one in charge because the one in charge knows what it what the process is to have a business come and sign a lease agreement and house someone there. They do it for local businesses all the time. So they know what it is, but they may not have the allotted availability again, um, or they may have phased out of that. So you will hear people say, oh, we used to accept businesses on lease agreements, but what we had was a lot of people sign lease agreements and they stopped paying. And because the eviction goes on to the business rather than the personal, they don't care. So there usually will be a story attached to that. I just encourage you all to dig deeper, especially if you are launching a business and you want your business to be successful. You want to make sure that you're like investigating everything, taking your notes so that you know when you call the next property, maybe you'll have some better talking points at that time. Okay, so getting the corporate lease agreement, made sure everything was fine. So once I got that, I'll have my Airbnb guest in and that was great, but this is what I also realized upon doing that. Okay, I'm doing that to not get any evictions um, or to have neighbors not be able to tell because here's, oh, oh, here's the concept, let me explain it. So again, anyone that is with your business or working with or under your business has access to that unit. So if you were to have a neighbor that came out and says, calls to the leasing office. This has actually happened to me quite a few times. Calls the leasing office and says, hey, every week I see a different person coming out of 102 every single week. Then it is then the leasing office's job to let them know, hi, this is a business here. And you are also not to harass or even walk up to them um, because they have signed a lease as a business. So this tenant could actually report you for harassment if you bother them or their associates. And then that'll get the neighbors in check. Then they'll not want to complain anymore. So that's a good thing to have in a corporate lease agreement. But then I'm like, okay, well, if I can get an apartment under my business, then the utilities for this apartment literally should be a no-brainer. Cell phones for the company should be a no-brainer. Cars for the company are a no-brainer. So this is where we open up the world of corporately leasing. But primarily, the first reason why I used it was to get an Airbnb. The second reason why I used it. So this is after I had already begun the Airbnb journey. I realized, hey, when you're getting an apartment with your personal name, 
There are so many things that are required to gain that approval. Anyone that has applied for an apartment knows they want, you know, all of your identification information. They want check stubs and bank statements. Oh my gosh. Um, They don't accept a lot of things. Like back in the day when I got my first apartment, an offer letter was good enough. And I don't know if they still do that now. I think they still accept offer letters, but like in conjunction with certain stuff in certain places. And places in cities like Atlanta, I don't know, maybe you have to go to like apartment complexes that are not so big and busy, but they not accepting an offer letter no more. <laughs> so with my first apartment, my Comcast cable offer letter was good enough, right? But when you corporately lease, You don't have nearly as much information. So when you corporately lease, they're going to ask you for proof of identification. Well, the great thing about that, you have an LLC. So not only can they research your company and see that it is in good standing with the state, you're able to print that document off. That's something they're not able to do with regular residential people, right? So you have people using fake identities, fake just everything. And sometimes these leasing offices can't detect that. But they can surely go right online and look up your business and its legitimacy, make sure it's still active. And that is your number one thing that's in the clear, right? Second thing, rather than using a credit score, and let's talk about this. When you're getting an apartment under your personal name, they're not really looking to reject you just because you may not have the best credit. But you will be rejected for things like evictions and um, like bankruptcies and things like that when it's under your regular name. The problem is certain apartments won't approve you. So if you are someone that has a 500 credit score, but let's say you just had some hard times, you make great money, you have the proof to show for it, either your security deposit is going to be astronomical or you simply won't get approved when you're trying to go to a luxury apartment as someone with challenged credit um, because they are kind of looking at that, unfortunately. But when you corporately lease, none of that matters. They're actually looking at your business credit score. So this is where building your business credit actually plays a part. What is so different now in 2023 than even when I first started my business in 2015 or even when I first started building business credit for that business in 2017 is the fact that you don't have to wait the three to six months really anymore. There are other platforms such as eCredible, Tillful, secured options that you can use to like load money and it reports as a trade line for your business. So what would have taken someone, you know, back in the day, maybe six months to build, you could get that score in about 45 days now to two months, as long as you're diligent and working on it. So this is good. So you have to have a business first. We talked about that. Then you have to have business credit. Think about it, guys. If you're not using your own personal credit, then what are they running? They have to run something. And for many people, it is a lot easier to take that 45 days to to 60 days to build business credit than to repair their own personal credit. So you don't just have to get a corporate lease agreement for your Airbnb, you can get this for your lifestyle as well. The other great thing about the corporate lease option, so not only do you have to just show your business, and show your business credit rather than your personal uh, social security. It also comes with 
the accessibility to better units. Now you can get the penthouse, you can get the city view unit, things that you may not have qualified for. Even as a new business, if you are able to build your score and substantiate your business, then you are going to be able to get some really nice properties, not only for yourself, but maybe even for your Airbnb ventures. And let's talk about the proof of income because this is my favorite. Proof of income when it comes to regular residential leases, again, we're talking check stubs, bank statements, all of those things. All you need is your latest tax form for your business. It's understandable that businesses do not receive paychecks like a regular nine to five. Businesses create those checks. So the only things that they can really go based off is maybe your business bank account, which they usually do not ask you for um, because your one proof of income document that substantiates that you make three times the rent is good enough. So even things like grant award letters, let's say you recently filled out for one of the grants. We talk about those grants all the time in the Airbnb with the Facebook group. And let's say you won a $75,000 grant. You get that grant award letter, you're able to present that to the complex so that they can see proof of funds. Same with your Schedule C tax information. You get that form filled out every year when you're filling out your taxes. The only thing is businesses one year and younger will not have this form um, because obviously you don't submit your taxes monthly. You submit it yearly or quarterly depending on what you select. But if you are under one years old, do not try to present them no Schedule C because they're gonna look at you and say, well, how the heck did you do this? And your business hasn't even reached the, the tax term yet. It's not even the year. So be careful about that. But after you get that Schedule C, it's very easy to go ahead and get that approval. I just got a little drifted off for a second, y'all. Okay, so let's get back to the point. The other amazing thing is you can now use your corporate um, information for your utilities. So Comcast, I know so many people that have owed them over the years, AT&T, right? And so becoming an Airbnb host, you're like, dang, I gotta get some of these same accounts either. I'm gonna have to pay this off, get an amnesty package. I mean, come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Maybe you owe somewhere in a different state and now all of them are together now, you know? So in this case, when you're doing it under your business, you don't have to worry about anything accrued under your personal. So if your mother put a Comcast or a Cox cable bill in your name, Xfinity, whomever, um, in your name when you were a baby and you were unable to get those services as you got older, don't worry about it. Your new LLC will allow you to go to the business and services department. The only thing I hate about when it comes to putting um, like cable packages and internet packages is there are often early termination fees and contracts that they want you to sign and the rates are not necessarily cheaper than residential so that's the thing that sucks but it's a good thing for someone that may have had a high deposit or had to pay off a previous service before being able to get connected you don't want anything to either stop you from being able to host your first guest or for you to even live comfortably in your new corporately leased apartment condo whatever so what issues have I ran into corporately leasing? I haven't run into any issues corporately leasing because it's all under the business. So the thing is, once you get your lease agreement and you get approved for your place, apartment complexes are not really uh, rerunning your information throughout your 
lease period to see if your business is active, to see if you owe anybody. So the thing is this, if you are someone that unfortunately gets like a late payment on your business, or maybe even you get an eviction under your business, the places that you already have a current lease agreement with will not be able to see that. So that works for you because not only do we sign one year leases, but you also have the option to renew your lease more often. No, more like more, not more often. Rarely does this ever happen where they're running your business information again to see if you still qualify to live there. That's something I haven't really heard of happening. So, and I haven't experienced that personally. So once you're in with your business, you are good to go. Um, another thing that I love about corporately leasing is it completely separates your business from your personal. So if you are a sole proprietor, you are also someone that can corporately lease. You can get an EIN number for your name. You know how most people just use their social security if they are a sole proprietor. Well, you can get an EIN number for your name and utilize that for tax and banking purposes and all type of purposes. So you also would qualify for a corporate lease agreement as you will be an entity rather than just um, you know you yourself with your personal social security. So it really works out for you. Who will love this are people that have been faced with evictions, bankruptcies, Let's say you owe apartment complexes. If you owe Graystar, if you owe Cortland, you know they got the city on lock. So you have to make sure that you're paying them or you won't be able to get a place at even their sister properties. So if you are someone that has gone through that, go ahead and use a corporate lease agreement. The way that we search corporate lease agreements or apartments that accept it, I'm sorry, is we go to apartments.com and you select the filter and you're going to search lifestyle filter. Under lifestyle, select corporate housing because this is going to let you know all of the properties that do allow uh, corporate corporations to stay at the property. So once you select that, keep in mind that this is a running list and it is only updated once the apartment complex updates it. So you may call and get a situation like we said before where they're no longer accepting corporate lease agreements um, or maybe they've met the quota or maybe even your business doesn't qualify. Our next episode will go a little bit more into the qualifications because yes, getting a corporate lease agreement or approval is simple in my opinion. I have 15 so far. So I feel like it's, it's an easy process but you do have to build your business up for that process. The business that I use oftentimes is a business that I created in 2015. So that means that this business is well over the two to five year age that most apartments want to see before they corporately lease a place to you. But again, we will talk about that in another episode. If you are someone that actually wants the steps that I've listed out um, for your approval and actually how to get a corporate lease agreement. If you want that out detailed in a course and ebook, please click the link that is in this episode's description and it'll take you just there. You'll be able to download that, get all of the necessary information and even have some corporate lease application examples. You can fill these out and send them to the properties of your choice or you can just use it to study and get some general information on. 
I thank you so much for joining me. If you have not already subscribed, please do so as this is an episode that will become a locked episode accessible only for my subscribers. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you plan to come back to this later, don't forget to save and share this. Thank you for your support and I will see you all in the Airbnb with D Facebook group.